8.35 nearly. President Moon Jae-in is on this state visit to three northern European countries, Finland, Norway, Sweden. He'll be away till Sunday. The Blue House has said one of the goals of this tour is to expand cooperation. There's always Korean Peninsula issues involved in that. So cooperation often means supporting the South in its efforts to denuclearize the North. But under President Moon, there's been this character of cooperation on the trade front, humanitarian aid and various other areas that are possible given the sanctions situation. Obviously, not too many trade options right now between North and South. But there was so much hope just a year ago. Exactly a year ago today was the eve of the Singapore summit. And we were so filled with anticipation and even optimism. But where are we at now? Let's, uh, Jamie Song, get to the Hungary first of all. Did it generally maintain any state of optimism, would you say? I think so. Uh, The paper said President Moon will deliver his keynote speech on the first anniversary of the first North Korea-U.S. summit in Singapore and that he will likely make an Oslo declaration Building on a speech at Germany's Kobea Foundation in 2017, where he said he was prepared to meet with Chairman Kim Jong-un anywhere and anytime. And this remark came at a time when the conflict between Pyongyang and Washington was escalating. That's why his Berlin speech has also been dubbed the Berlin Declaration, after former President Kim Dae-jung's famous Berlin Declaration that led to the first ever inter-Korean summit in 2000. The paper said President Moon's Berlin Declaration brought about a sweeping change in the situation on the peninsula, and the paper looks forward to a meaningful framework for peace that could contribute to resuming the long-stalemated denuclearization talks between the U.S. and the North. Yeah, along with the keynote speech, the Hungary also underscored the role of the South Korean government in bringing Pyongyang and Washington together. Yes, it said Pyongyang made it clear through a statement released by its foreign ministry last week that it's not willing to make any concessions unless the U.S. changes its current method of calculation, calling for Washington to change their denuclearization approach. On the other hand, President Trump has not shown willingness to accept the North's idea of denuclearization, though he maintains he looks forward to meeting with Kim again. And that's why the paper says it's not an overstatement to say the future of the denuclearization talks depends on how compelling Seoul's alternative proposal is for the two. It's a big month. Trump is heading to the Korean Peninsula, not to North Korea as far as we're aware, but still there's an opportunity there. Yes, uh, the paper said the key here is to leverage the Moon-Trump summit during Trump's visit to Seoul at the end of June to find a breakthrough in the current stalemate. And to do this, it would be ideal to hold a fourth inter-Korean summit beforehand to see where North Korea stands. The paper said it's true we don't have that much time, but a one-point summit with a sole focus on denuclearization would surely be feasible. The editorial ended by saying everything will start with the message from President Moon during his state visit to Northern Europe and look forward to his Oslo speech. What seems feasible, what seems like common sense, what seems like logic often is lost between the Koreas. I think that's an important disclaimer to to point out there. But let's get to our next paper highlighting President Moon's Berlin Declaration of July 2017, the Sol Shinman explained why it was so groundbreaking. 
Yeah, it said the president achieved a breakthrough with his vision to establish a permanent peace regime on the Korean peninsula. He also invited North Korea to the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics, proposed a reunion of separated families, as well as putting a halt to all hostile actions between the two Koreas and resuming the inter-Korean talks. Now, this was at a time when North Korea continued military provocations with its missile launches. So the Seoul Shimon hopes that President Moon will be able to find a way to break the current impasse through his speech tomorrow, just as he did two years ago. What did the Seoul Shimon hope President Moon then would do? Well, first it said all eyes are on the president's message because this is an important time with Trump visiting Seoul at the end of this month to hold a summit with President Moon and the possibility of Trump holding a series of summits with Xi Jinping and Shinzo Abe being discussed. The paper speculated the South Korean government seems to be continuing behind-the-scenes efforts to bring North Korea back to the negotiating table. It quoted a high-ranking Blue House official who said Friday that attempts are still being made to contact North Korea to push ahead with an inter-Korean summit. And the unification minister Kim Yeon-chul also heightened the expectations for an inter-Korean summit with his remarks that we have experience of organizing an inter-Korean summit swiftly when a need arises and various conditions that can make it possible are still in place. The Seoul Shimun therefore hoped that President Moon will find common ground and help drive a deal between Kim Jong-un, who wants to seek economic development with his commitment to denuclearization, and Donald Trump, who wants to tout North Korea's denuclearization as one of his major achievements as he campaigns for the 2020 election. You can view President Moon's attempts as a major breakthrough. You can view everything that happened last year as being momentous. On the other hand, you can say that North Korea has perhaps been toying with us, that it viewed an opportunity with the change administration from conservative to liberal for the first time since 2000, well, Norma Hyun, actually, when Lee Myung-bak in the late 2000s um, took power. So, given that situation and viewed in that tone, you might be a little pessimistic. The Seoul Economic Daily is certainly of that view, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You're right. The paper stated things are not looking good, despite growing expectations that President Moon will make headways with an Oslo declaration. The Seoul Economic Daily added the knots will be tightened even more rather than untied if Seoul only concerns itself with lifting sanctions under what the paper called an outdated notion of putting Seoul in the driver's seat of the Korean Peninsula. The paper said North Korea is not backing down from its quote-unquote salami tactics, and the U.S. is not willing to take any corresponding measures unless Pyongyang destroys all weapons of mass destruction. The Seoul Economic Daily left a rather cryptic message, saying the escalating trade conflict between the U.S. and China makes it impossible for anyone to predict how the global landscape will change, And past experience tells us that when U.S.-China relations faltered, it also took a toll on talks with the North. The paper just said there's not much room for Seoul to mediate, and the South Korean government should not be wasting time trying to lift sanctions. Yeah, salami tactics, by the way, if anyone's not clear on that, divide and conquer process of threats and alliances. In small steps. Right, there we go. So um, let's wrap it up with the Kung Min Ilbo. What was its take? 
It's that Seoul should respond cool-headedly and calmly try to untie the knot with diplomatic efforts with a principled approach towards the North Korean nuclear issue and the inter-Korean relations so that progress can be made in the direction we want. The Kungminilbo said Seoul should clearly convey to the North that what we want is complete denuclearization. And if Pyongyang doesn't take concrete actions to prove that's what it wants too, then Seoul would have little room for a maneuver, which also means key sanctions cannot be lifted. It also suggested Seoul should work with Washington and find ways to denuclearize the North through incremental steps by easing some sanctions to encourage Pyongyang to take meaningful denuclearization measures. And in case the distrust between the U.S. and North Korea acts as a barrier, the paper also proposed snapback sanctions, referring to the restoration of lifted sanctions if the North doesn't follow through. Still, the paper recognized it wouldn't be easy to resolve the situation. Yeah, it did. The paper said the road ahead of us won't be easy, but there's no other way to resolve the situation than for Pyongyang and Washington to try to narrow the gap in their perception towards denuclearization and security guarantees through patience and dialogue. It added that we must never be too greedy or be in a hurry to show tangible results in a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it looks like It's not just not going to be easy, but sometimes it's going to be impossible with the current regime in place in North Korea. Other times you think, well, maybe, maybe there's a glimmer of some sort of minor breakthrough. But one thing's for sure, talking is better than fighting. Yes, definitely. And we'll see what happens as we mark tomorrow's anniversary. Jamie Song, good to have you here. Thanks for having me.